0: Hello! Why hello! Here we are again and uh, we are doing some just different things for a season and we don't know how long this season is because we really don't know how long seasons are. So we're gonna do a few things until Papa advises us differently but we were very stirred last week doing the podcast um, from home as we did and it just it, like we said, it really stirred some things in us, and then we got a lot of responses. Um, I know part of it was just there hadn't been a podcast since November, which I didn't realize. But Sad, but true. <laughs> we had had some forepays, and then holidays, and then you know the things we talked about last week. So um, our heart is really to get the podcast just have them be very consistent. And for instance, tonight is four pay for us and for pay, uh, it's the number four and then P E Y, which is a Hebrew word. And it it means to proclaim in its, uh, nutshell form. And, uh, so we don't usually do a podcast, but we really felt like we were to do one today and, and kind of share where we are and, and what's going on. So, um, we're going to do that and, uh, just a little bit of context for our day. Um, not quite as candles and pajamas right now. Um, of course we did that in the evening and, and our, um, plan for lack of a better word is we will do these, the podcast during the day on Tuesdays and they'll be posted by the evening. So those of you out of, uh, the U S you'll get them a lot earlier, but, um, even in the u s you'll you'll have access a bit earlier, so um our context today is it's Axel Pearl's birthday, our oldest, and Woo-hoo. so we've been celebrating that and um just eating and shopping and doing different things and now we're we're preparing for for pay in just a little bit. um but what we're gonna start doing is we're we're making a change, like I said, for a season to two gather. We don't know how long. Um, but we're going to be recording the podcast, Pa and I, either home or at our office, that kind of thing. And then our together for a while is going to be us coming together, eating together, worshiping, and and it's all about this pursuit of communion that we talked about last week and what that looks like, what that can look like, and the fullness of that, and really just posturing ourselves for the fullness of that. So, um, like we said, we don't know how long, but, um, we will be still uploading worship from the blue army each week. So you won't miss that. And we want to find a way to, to have a, a time each month where you're, you're hearing, uh, all the amazing family here. And so we don't know what that looks like, but it'll, it'll unfold. And um, we feel like this is a gift he's giving us really. And so we'll just be unwrapping it bit by bit.
1: Right on. <laughs> So it is good, and um, we really do appreciate all of the feedback that has come in. It helps us greatly, and we know there are real benefits to us being able to have podcasts this way. So for the season that we have, it, we're very excited, and we want to just jump right in and share with you all that Papa is saying. Starting this morning, uh, I was under the tallit, and... I had a nice little intimate time with the Lord and what Papa was saying was um, not something that we've uh, that we're strangers to it's something we've heard before he said it's time for another house cleaning and when he said that immediately I began seeing pictures of doing a uh, a search in our hearts it it's Looking for places in our hearts where there is idolatry. And of course, we've said this in the past and God has said this to us in the past. But it sounds like Papa is saying that this is something that you will do uh, more than just once in your lifetime or more than just as needed. But something that we might do on a regular basis, just like washing someone's feet you know our feet need to be washed more than just once, and and more often than um, than never. So what we hear him saying is is that this is this is very understandable given the fact that the world that we live in right now is in the state that it's in. There are so many distractions, and so he's saying search your hearts and look for places where something is our source. That's not him. And so that doesn't mean that the, the thing that perhaps we're depending upon is the, is the bad guy or the enemy. It just means that we want to look at our hearts and how we're treating that thing. So, for example, if, if a person were to see food as a source of comfort, then we're not going to stop eating food. We're going to deal with the issue of the heart and uh, and change our mind, return to God, and receive Him as our source of comfort instead of the food. And so, what Papa is saying is is this is this is not an issue necessarily of the tangible realm; it's one of our heart. So, I felt very moved by that, and and today I've just been walking through that journey of Papa, shine your light. I ask you for daily bread of your light and daily bread of the revelation of any places where I'm depending upon something instead of him as, as my source. And so it's a simple prayer. You're just asking for daily bread of light. And then go through your day and let him reveal things. You know, you might you might pause, you might rest, you might give him time to answer in that moment. But But have expectancy that throughout the day, he's going to be revealing to you daily bread portions of any place where there's something in your life that you're dependent upon instead of him. And it could be a person, it could be a thing, it could be anything. But whatever it is, change your mind and receive Papa as your source and and let there be accountability for you going forward so that um, our land, like if we saw our heart as being a picture of Israel, then our land is going to be free of idols, and uh, when our heart is free of idols, and that 's seeing the promised land of our heart cleansed and um, and when Papa is our source of everything and we're renewing that on a regular basis we 'll see. He has so many things that he wants to do, and he wants to do them in all areas of our life, but there might be one that he can't get through because we're dependent upon something else. And so if we can choose differently and receive him in that area, he wants to release inheritance to us in that place, and none of us want to miss that. So that's what Papa said this morning, and I was really moved by it.
0: Yeah, that's amazing and I I have a slight awareness that I might be the poster child for this <laughs> because I've been I'm going to describe the past, you know, since near the end of 2017, I would describe myself as a cavern just kind of wide open for the work of papa and Jesus and else I um and you know I think I think the revelation where it is now it's still going, and so I'm sure you'll hear more about it later 'cause we we love to do our winter tea and August rush confessionals a lot <laughs> um I've just become very aware of what I've been holding instead of beholding, and in that place i i'm un if I'm not beholding him, I'm unaware of being held by him and that is just about all that's in my heart right now is is just the awareness of 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 communion with him being held by him and beholding him and that we're we're in this same act together and how precious that is and how revealing it is so i uh I've been walking through some of those things those places and uh so i think this is it's just um crucial where the times that we're in, the world that we're in, the nations that we're in, that kind of thing is that, um, we don't have anything that would hold us back from holding him and letting him hold us, you know? So, you know, for me, it's just been very much how I thought things were, you know, at a certain time and, and then having some revelation come that doesn't destroy the that thought or that memory but it needs to be added to by what maybe others um you know where they were at that same time and so that's that's been continues to be the journey (laughs) i can't quite say that was the journey yet but that's that's good um and so in this i think it you know we just as we pursue communion and the fullness of what it means and we'll probably be bringing this up communion and context and balance a bit over these next weeks and months as we we try to stay faithful to you know the words he's spoken to us but i was really struck today as part of our context like i said we were celebrating and um the girls all the girls were out shopping including whisper who just got here from cyprus so that was fun and uh But we went into a certain shop and this is an area I don't really shop in very much. And so we went into the shop and there, somebody called my name and I turned and like, I'm like, I know, I know them. And, uh, and then quickly the recognition came. This was, uh, you know, a dear acquaintance of ours some years ago who, really haven't seen probably for 10 years or so, they moved out of state and I didn't even know they were, they were back in. And so I've got all the girls there, you know, we didn't have toggle with us, um, but, but the girls are there and um, there was just kind of this awareness that we couldn't talk at length. You know, we weren't going to be able to sit and have this long conversation and catch up. So communication was not going to be, um our bread you know it was gonna need to be communion and it just it was kind of a seamless moment where there was just a deep sigh on both parts and and she's seeing before her kind of where we've come to in a way just seeing grown up girls and you know that kind of thing and um and then getting to just kind of partake of of where she is in this moment and so it it really brought it like we just could not communicate enough to fill in the gaps but we could commune we could just kind of be open to each other and have that deep sigh of contentment that we were seeing each other and we weren't going to be able to catch up in the what would be considered the normal way but we were going to be able to be drawn together for just a few moments and we got to interact several times and it was just really lovely. And so, um, just another inspire for this, this word he's given us. And like we talked about last week, communion itself, the word is diva cut in Hebrew and it, um, it means to cling, to stick. It, it's basically a word for glue. So it means to be that knit together that you just, you can't be separated. And, I'm feeling more and more as as my um, just intimate time um, with the Lord is that we're going to learn to experience this more with Him the more we experience it together. Like it's the rehearsal, and we're going to recognize when He's taking a deep sigh and inviting us to more and more as we do that together. Because communion... Is so much more than an ordinance. You know, it's 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 so much greater than a church ordinance, and that's kind of what we've known it as. You know, I think largely we all do it more as far as the the act with the elements of bread and wine, and and we're talking now about you know that we are those elements. But you know, the fourth Sunday of the month or or whatever it was that there's a greater uh, longing in His heart for it to be, uh, far more consistent, you know, a lot less space between and, and we can do that by really understanding what communion is. And so, um, you know, I just, he's been saying to me that communion, it relates to people, places, and things, you know, that it, it touches all those things and it. Communion comes from a joint participation. And so that, really makes me aware that I can have communion with something not of him if I'm participating um, jointly with um, whether it's people or whether it's thoughts or whether it's activities I can be in communion with something other than him and I could have had far more communion elsewhere than with him and that's kind of got me wow okay don't want that and so that's part of what was shared just about the idols I for me I'm like okay show me any place I'm giving communion I am jointly participating in something you haven't invited me to you know and sometimes that can even be people that we're so often around but we just enter into um the weary and the wonky of the world or we we've we participate more in in what's wrong than than who's who's righteous you know who's good and who changes everything that kind of thing um you know and communion so much of it is god's it's his conversations with us um his response to us his presence with us and then it's completed by our response to him so it communion is incomplete without both parties you know it and that's why that's where it's so much more than than bread and wine on a table it's just this awareness that you know i'm thinking now when i do take that bread i'm like i'm completing something like how did he reveal himself to me in this particular um when it's the physical act of communion and then taking that to daily communion um and so just really wanting to complete that because Communion's what we were created for, you know there's no true rest without communion there's not fullness of contentment without communion um, and so something I'm seeing more and more as we're just so focused you know our word focused on the on communion um, is that through communion he's glorified and I'm grateful and that's a completion like I'm so grateful that something some moment when we came together and there was nothing that could separate it. the glue was there um you know and the glue is always there but will I let it stick you know I let it draw me and bind me to him um but that he's glorified when that happens and then I'm grateful you know I have such joy not just that I experienced him in that way, but now somebody else is going to, whether it was just and kinda of encountering us when we're in those moments or because later I was together and with someone and we got to we got to kind of dive into our context of the day and well this is what I was walking through and this is right where he was. Like this is right where I met him, where I saw him, where I experienced him. And so communion a definition that's coming forth for me is communion is is my great joy when he is seen and I'm seen with him like I'm just starting to be so um just hungry for that is like you know if you've ever known somebody that was uh you know this is silly but like uh, last week Pa got to to meet with somebody that's just really an amazing person, and, and they went to lunch, and there's this restaurant here where, like, we've gone there as long as we've been in Bixby, but a lot of the staff came from a restaurant that we went to when we were in Tulsa, and it was right by the girls' dance studio. And so they, I mean, you know, he's kind of, you have to recognize him, the beard and, and that, and, you know, they're always like... um you look like Jesus, and you know, having these conversations, so if I go into this particular restaurant without him, which I've only done like twice, I mean, it's getting to the point, I don't know if they're going to serve me, because they're like, where's, they always call him the man, where's the man, and you know, it's like, I am somehow betraying the man, because I'm in there without him, so I don't, I don't go without him now, but anyway, he goes to the restaurant, and it was just because it was nearby what they were doing, but you know, all the guys are coming, oh, you know, and shaking his hand, and, and, and the, the guy he was with said, it's like you're the mayor, you know, (laughs) of, of this place, and so we can, we can giggle about it, but, but it's kind of like that, like, um, when I'm seen with him, and somebody's like, oh my gosh, you were with him, you were with God, you were with, the creator of everything, and they so recognize I was with him, that's like bread I want to give away all the time. And um, there's just this real joy, you know. And actually, when we are in that particular restaurant, I, and we have a few other places like that too, where it's just like, why do I even go in without my person? Because I'm not, I'm only half welcome, you know, if <laughs> I am. But I get this real joy, like, oh, they're so glad I know him. You know they're so glad that I am acquainted with him, that I am connected with him, and that's that's what I'm beginning to feel. Recognize so much more in communion is, wow, they know who I'm acquainted with. They know who I know. They're so glad because it's different, and so that's just kind of the past week what he's been speaking about it, um, because communion it is. It's when God presents Himself. To us, in whatever way you know, whether it's like God, you know, Papa, or it's Jesus, or it's El Shaddai, or it's God with a different aspect, you know, this place in Papa we've never seen before, and He just presents it like right on the table for us, and um, and we get to respond, and it, you know, it's our choice to respond, and so communion is just such a picture of one flesh, um, and we don't. You know, I think maybe we've had a mindset um, even, you know, in the church, maybe especially in the church that we manifest Him most after we've been with Him. So the greatest glory to Him comes when we're done (laughs) being with Him. But I think it's really uh, we glorify Him most while we're with Him. You know, when people can recognize that interaction and begin to partake of it, you know, not just hear about it, but actually partake of it, receive the elements of communion. And uh, something else I was just remembering this week is one of the root words for communion, um, and I I can't say this one right, and that's saying that I actually say other Hebrew words right, so (laughs) you can laugh, but um, kaweth and it it's just that word it describes this intimate friendship um it's that place where you have the the privilege of plans like that person you're with, and most especially when it's God we're with we're now privileged to know the plans of that of God or the plans of that person to know like what's ahead and where where we've been together and where we get to go together um and that's why I feel like the more, the more we do this together, the more we recognize him when he's interacting with us that way, and it, it's part of why we're doing what we're going to do for to gather for a while. I read a quote a few days ago. It said, "All the great change begins at the dinner table." So we're just going to prove that. You know, <laughs> we're not about proof, but we're just going to pursue that. Um, <laughs> my person's all making faces. <laughs> But he, uh, you know, it's, it's that thing we get to pursue and to see the change that comes when we, we're communing on each other's context on our not past experience with God. Cause how many times do we come together and it's like, oh yeah, one time I was at this meeting or one time I was at this church or I was at this place and this happened and yeah, that was awesome. You know, and he, he wants us to he's really, I think, desperate for us to be more, what are we feasting on now and feasting on together and how are we sustained by that and um, that we have daily, we have daily things to feed each other because we're daily um, feasting with him in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in that, I've been very struck, we talked a little bit about it last week, but just... You know, we talked about just the things being said and um, words being used and that kind of thing. And so, I, I'm, I'm kind of in a pause about words right now, and and trying to be very cautious with mine and catching myself when I'm not. Um, but just recognizing um, one of the greatest things he gave us was language. One of the greatest gifts he's given us is language. We talked about it. AR, um, something that he had showed me through the movie Arrival, but that language is our wedding ring. Like it's the, the evidence that we're married, the evidence that we're taken, that we are, um, unabashedly, um, connected, you know, just unashamed to be where we are. And so it have just been kind of, reading different different scriptures different places where it talks about his word and and what that means and just um each time in each situation where i've read it i've seen that his word reveals him you know his word is it's not that there's instructions he gives and invitations he gives but his word truly is the revelation of who he is because even if he's asking us a question, he's revealing a longing of his heart. And he's making himself vulnerable and saying, I need you for this, you know. And that we are in a world where it's very much about proving that we can do it ourselves, you know, and that we don't need um, anyone and that we don't, you know, we've got our independence day and that kind of thing. And so um, just recognizing how much of himself he left when he created because everything was created by his word and and it actually says that it unveils him to creation so creation remembers what was spoken um by the word of the lord all things were made he spoke and things came to be he commanded and things stood firm And the truth is we have that same ability. We have that same gift and that same power in our words um, that things come to be, that things stand firm. They can't be moved, you know, by our word. And and these are just some things it says about His word, that it's creative, it's good, it's holy, it's complete, flawless, all-sufficient, it's sure, right and true, understandable. I love that one. It's it's meant for us to understand each time it's unveiled. It's active. And I love that too, because he that's why we do what we do when we're redeeming creation or we're redeeming each other. We're unveiling a word and it's it's active, it's living. And um and I want to come back to that one, but it's the some of the other descriptions are indestructible, supreme, eternal, life-giving. Wise and trustworthy, um, and just how he discloses his plan for creation through his word. So his plan, his desire, his longing—it's already in there through his word, and we just get to discover it and discover it and and that kind of thing. And on the active side of his word, I'm—you know—that's that's probably the the focus he's given me the past week or two. Is just how active his word is, how living how life his word is and then thinking of ours and you know we we can have fallen words sometimes we can have flawed words sometimes but that's that's not what we're invited to accept we're invited to accept the the reality that we speak as he does or we're at least invited to and that's that's the the wedding ring and so just thinking about, you know, how casually we can use words. And, um, I know some things that we've been talking a bit about here and and we're going to talk about them, you know, as long as he asks us to, but just different things we say, um, so casually, like maybe being with a child that's not yours and, and slipping up, doing something and saying, don't tell your parents, you know, and of course nobody means that, but, wait, how does that child take that? Or, um, you know, saying something to each other and then saying, I'm joking, you know, but the, the word's already out there and it's going to either create or it's going to destroy. I mean, that's the, that's the covenant and the condition of word. And so once it's out there, it's got to do one or the other. and And just for us to have such a living awareness of that, you know. And when we get in a situation where we don't know what to say, we say, Jesus, save me, because I think um, we've forgotten how much authority we have because we have a Savior. And so saying, Jesus, save me, releases this authority because we believe He can, or we wouldn't have said it. And just letting Him deliver us, you know, from where we are, um, even that's, if that's right in the middle of a conversation I think uh, just the other thing he's really highlighted in this is that when we repeat the words of another, like that's kind of what we've been seeing here for a while in America, and I'm sure it's this way in other nations, but the news report comes out, or for us, it's very real that it's Twitter. And, you know, so a word is used, and then it's reset, and it's reset, and it's said um, in this recast of you know, so everybody knows how bad it was that this word was said, but when we do that, we're memorializing that word, and literally, because our our words have life, we're resurrecting it, and we're making it so again, and again, and again, and so even if that's like, you've had a conversation with somebody, you had a conflict with somebody, and you tell one friend, and then you tell another friend, and then you tell another friend, and you get to the place where what they did is in stone and it can never be changed and that person then becomes the enemy or that conversation, you know, whatever it is because we've now resurrected it. So every time we tell the same story again without the hope of Christ, without the hope of a Savior, without the truth of redemption, you know, it doesn't mean not talking about what we're walking through, but when we stop at... This is what happened. And, you know, for our own need to be affirmed or be, um, I would say, to find compassion. But most often it's to be pitied. And that is not who any of us are. We do. We are about compassion, exhibiting it and receiving it. But receiving pity, not no bueno. (laughs) And so just kind of maybe as you go through the next week thinking about what am I resurrecting? when I'm repeating something because most likely you've got something new to say about it because you had communion with him and he revealed he made you privy to his plans. And now you get to start speaking those plans instead of, you know, the thing that happened and, and seeing, because when we go and we're like, this thing happened and this was said, can you believe that? And, and we never let ourselves be delivered to now, what's He want to do with it? We've entered into communion with something that's not life-giving. And it's not, it's not going to glorify Him. And we're not going to feel very grateful by the end of it. So, yeah, so I think that's, uh, that's what we have for today. Wow. And I did want to mention one thing. We have people that are very precious to us. And they're in the middle of a GoFundMe campaign and um, they've sent they've sent some emails out but I know it hasn't gotten to everybody and we thought this might be a great way but it is Zara and Bo who are were in Canada they were in Kelowna and they were team leaders there they have been called to Australia for Bo to um, go to medical school which they've been working towards for a long time but there's just lots of expense to it and that kind of thing and so you can go to GoFundMe, and it's under Cameron's Medical School. And that's where you'll find it. And if you have questions, you can write us.
1: Cameron Drew.
0: Yeah, it's Cameron Drew and Tracy D- Drew are their given names. And uh, so it's set up under Cameron's Medical Expenses. And it's it's pretty, um, you know, I it would seem insurmountable except who our God is. And so, um, you know, I know they've, they've started getting some things, but they're, they're just planted there. And they're like, this is where He told us to come, and this is what we're going to do. And if He moves on your heart, you know, just ask Him if that's a place He might have you vest in. And uh, if so, we, we celebrate that you do that. We won't know one way or the other, but we are certainly prepared to celebrate with them when they that provision is full for them. So anyway, we will... Uh, be back again next week and uh, Blue Army Worship will be up tonight Yay. or sub- tomorrow probably, but that'll continue. So.
1: Thank you for your time, everyone. Yeah, It was awesome and amazing.
0: And thank you for writing us last week. It was very encouraging to us. So that's prompted us where we're going, which we have no idea where that is.
1: Right. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. Yes. So thank you, everybody. And we will talk to you again very, very soon. Bye.